Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From the Smitty's Garage, Burgers and Beer, text line 10. Um... We are Les Champions. Time to celebrate with a little bit of the bubble. Uh, that's from Lance. You don't get that reference. Watch AEW on Wednesday nights on TBS. Um, I already have my hotel room booked. Assuming for the parade from the 816. What is the call in line? 913-576-7610. Good morning, Dusty. Go Chiefs. I really thought Williams might get the MVP last night. That's how important I thought this game or thought his game was. Yeah, I mean, it was Damian Williams had a chance, I thought, real chance uh, to win the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, he did not. Patrick Mahomes did because, well, it's, uh, yeah, that's a quarterback. Last running back to win the Super Bowl MVP was Terrell Davis for the Denver Broncos. I don't know if it was 97 or 98. I would assume, yeah, I don't know, because I know one year he had, like, migraines and then finally came back in and had a hell of a game. I'm sure a lot of you tonight, um, you know, partied your ass off, probably stayed up early or stayed up late, went as hard as you could. Nick Price, uh, your dedication tonight uh, doesn't go doesn't go unseen. You're on about 13 straight hours of working in this building uh, because you live downtown and, and probably getting home tonight would have been impossible. By the time you would have gotten there, you would have to turn around and come right back to work. Right. Like I, I live in Westport, so I was thinking about it. I was thinking about maybe I'll go home for like an hour or so. But no, I saw the Snapchats. I saw the things on Twitter. Like I, I was not about to mess with that. So, yeah, I've been here since about two o'clock yesterday afternoon and no place I'd rather be dusty. Right. Um, I appreciate that. It is uh, it's been announced. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl Celebration Parade. Um, it'll be Wednesday at 1130 is when it will start. It will then uh, end at in front of Union Station where the uh, pep rally will take place at 130, approximately around then. And, uh, and then after that, uh, I think the city parties, right? I think the Chiefs are on their way back from Miami. Don't try to... Go to the airport and catch a glimpse. It's not going to happen. The Kansas City Police Department's already said uh, you won't be able to see them. They've they've got everything kind of like you know hidden away. Wednesday's the day, eleven thirty, eleven thirty a.m. Parade downtown, celebrate, fight for your right to party, Lombardi, whatever you want to do. Get used to it. That's my best advice I can give you. Um, because there's a new era in the NFL, period. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. It is Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes moving forward. It is Brett Veach. It is his franchise. It is this team moving forward. That is 
the new face of the NFL. It's just simple enough to think about it. You look at the AFC, you look around the AFC. Baltimore, absolutely. Are they a threat? 100%. Are they better than you? They're not. Um, Lamar Jackson is yet to beat Patrick Mahomes. Is the Houston Texans one of those teams, or are the Houston Texans one of those teams that can um, that can give you fits? Absolutely. But their head coach is still Bill O'Brien, and he's still the general manager of that team, and he's absolutely puking away some of the best years it could be of Deshaun Watson. You move outside of Baltimore, you move outside of, of, of Houston, and quite honestly, um, you don't really see a threat. You look at your own division, Denver, Oakland, the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers just told Phillip Rivers and all of his kids to get out of town. The Denver Broncos just started playing Andrew Locke. Um, or Drew Locke, I guess this is probably his, his pro name, not his birth name. Um, and you look at the Oakland Raiders. They still don't have their quarterback, man. Derek Carr ain't it, and he definitely doesn't know how to beat the Chiefs. So you're guaranteed a home playoff game if you win your division. You're probably going to do that moving forward. You get into the playoffs, and you think about where 15 is, you think about where Andy Reid is, you think about the script that they now know, what they can see, where they can follow, and the future of the NFL seems like it's going to go through, the, through, through Kansas City. Not the AFC West, not the AFC, but the NFL. Are there teams in the NFC that are damn good? Absolutely. You look at the top three, beat one tonight. You look at Philadelphia. We don't know what's going on with Carson Wentz. You look at the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees is on the wrong side of 40. It seems like the league and the NFL and everything that moves forward with it is moving forward with the Kansas City Chiefs. Your GM is young and seems to have a nerd mentality type of mind when it comes to football where everything kind of seems to click inside of his head. Your franchise quarterback is 24. Your coach, Andy Reid, just checked off the final box of his resume, and now he knows the recipe, and that little ingredient might be the scariest thing moving forward. We talked about it uh, a little bit ago in in the 4 o'clock hour, that Andy Reid always seems to, once he figures something out, that's it. Moving forward, you look at what he is against division opponents. It's just a substantial number. You look at what Andy Reid is coming off the bye. He knows how to prepare with a week's advance. It just fits. And now he's finally won that Lombardi trophy. Um, and now he knows the recipe to that. And who knows how many more boxes he can check off. Can he win two? Can he win three? I don't know how long he wants to do it. It's going to be tough. The NFL is a parody within itself, but barring any serious injuries, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs moving forward could be the face of the NFL and probably are. And hell, I'm telling you, some people are already serious about taking pay cuts to play for this team. One of those guys who admittedly openly said it was Sammy Watkins, who had one of the best games tonight in Super Bowl 54. That's what's also going to be important moving forward. You are going to see guys around the league, vets, guys that have one to two years left, Hell, maybe some guys that are in the prime of their career that are willing to come to Kansas City to win a Super Bowl ring because the writing's on the wall. We give you an example, real simple, Terrell Suggs. When Terrell Suggs 
got released by the Arizona Cardinals to see if he could go win a ring. Everybody was like, oh, he just wants to go back to Baltimore where he, you know, played all of his career and won a Super Bowl there and and put all his accolades together. And then Andy Reid got on the telephone. And from what we know, because the article was written on Arrowhead Pride, Andy Reid had a really short conversation. And basically the highlights of it were, you're a leader with experience and we have Patrick Mahomes. The phone was then hung up. Terrell Suggs was then a Kansas City Chief. And after 17 years, Terrell Suggs won another Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs because of what he was told and, and probably promised. And now Terrell Suggs can ride out into the sunset, a two-time Super Bowl champion, a soon-to-be Hall of Famer, and that's what you're going to continue to see when it comes to players around the league. You look at guys like A.J. Green, the Cincinnati Bengals are about to draft a rookie quarterback who's got stud potential. Does he want to go through those trials and tribulations? I don't know. He could go to Kansas City. He's made enough money in his career. The only thing A.J. Green hasn't done is won a Super Bowl. You'll see that type of trend maybe continue, and one that I can bring up that might hurt a little bit, which kind of has a little bit of um, you know reference to tonight, was you remember when the Denver Broncos signed Peyton Manning and the Chiefs were moments away, maybe a day away, from signing Emmanuel Sanders, who at the time was really hitting the stride of the prime of his career, was was an elite receiver, maybe not a, a wide receiver one, but he was in the conversation as some of the, maybe the top 10, maybe top 15 receivers in the NFL. And he was going to be a Kansas City Chief. And then the Denver Broncos signed Peyton Manning and he went, eh, maybe not. I think I'm going to go play with this Peyton Manning guy. And what happened? The Broncos won the AFC West. The Broncos went to two Super Bowls. The Broncos won a Super Bowl. And Emmanuel Sanders got a ring. The promise was there. The production was there. The end result was there. But this, right now, what you saw tonight on TV in the Super Bowl, this is the future of the NFL, period, statement made. The Kansas City Chiefs, with Travis Kelsey, who's only 30, Tyreek Hill, who's still young, Sammy Watkins, who's still young and is willing to take a pay cut, McCole Hardman, who's a pro bowler, very young, and Travis and, and Patrick Mahomes, all on the same team, with now a coach who knows the recipe of how to get it done in the playoffs, moving forward, you'd think that the NFL's new dynasty that could be built, because again, the Michael Jordan quote always sits close to me. When one, you're a fluke. When two, you're the truth. And if the Chiefs can start reeling back and peeling back the onion and letting this party celebrate and have fun with this, have the parade on Wednesday, you can see a lot more of this happening. And in fact, Las Vegas is pretty much down with what we're talking about right now at 5.11 in the morning on 610 Sports Radio because the Chiefs open up as 7-1 to favorites to win Super Bowl 55. And Patrick Mahomes is a 5-1 to favorite to take back the MVP next year in the NFL. Again, 24 years old. Won the NFL MVP in his first year as a starter. And in his second year as a starter, I think he finished like third, but he won the Super Bowl MVP. And he's only 24 years old. Your GM is young. Your tight end is only 30. Your wide receivers are under the age of 30. And oh, by the way, 
you've won your first Super Bowl in 50 years. Not to mention, I mean, you've won back-to-back-to-back-to-back AFC West titles, and nobody really looks like they're ready to step up in the division and really challenge the Chiefs. So look for a lot more division titles coming up in the next few years, and that's going to set them up for a lot of bye weeks in the postseason and a lot of other runs like this. And we've been saying it, we've been harping on it all day, but once Andy Reid figures something out, it's not that difficult for him to continue to repeat that success. Just might be the next dynasty. That's all I'm saying. They have that um they have that success around and they have that mentality. Now I get it. Like this year was different because you had a lot of guys that were like, you know, it's you know, it, it's this year, it's championship swagger. Now it's like, can you go do it again? Can you be dominant again? Well, you've got a quarterback that just is addicted to winning and addicted to being that guy that can rip your heart out and and show it right in front of your face like that crazy son of a gun from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, Kali Ma, that's basically what Patrick Mahomes can be um, moving forward in the NFL. Hey, this is Mike from Independence. How can I listen to the show before or get a clip from when I was on the air? I want to record it and give it to my brother-in-law. Uh, it'll be on the podcast later on, I'm right? putting them up right now. Nick Price is putting them up right now. Looking for the third hour under Out of Bounds. Is that right? Yes, sir. Look for the third hour under, uh, go to the 610sports.com uh, webpage. Make sure you're listening to radio.com as well. I'm Noah, the kid who tweeted asking if I should fall asleep or not, and I'm still up. I can't sleep. Don't want to sleep. I'll sleep good tomorrow night. Maybe. From the 913, I'm saving my money and getting ready for February 7th, 2021 in Tampa Bay. The Chiefs will be there next year for Super Bowl 55. Big Lance, loyal listener. Thanks for listening, everybody out there. As it is now 5 o'clock in the morning, we were past 5 o'clock. Those of you that stayed up all night and have to go work and are getting ready to hit that early morning uh, rush hour, welcome to the show. The comparison was 2015 Royals run, but I feel like the Chiefs made this run their own. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Still going. I don't give a rip how heavy my eyelids are right now. You got me until about 5.55. And then you get Fesco and Kling live from Miami as they are still there. Um, and then you'll get Cody and Gold as well um, as they will be uh, live from Miami as well. I really hope Cody doesn't go to sleep. I think he probably is now. He said he had to drop off uh, Fesco and Kling at the intercom building in Miami. And then his show starts at 10. He's got a prep, which, I mean, there's really not a lot of prep for a show today. Uh, I think we put ours together in about an hour and a half because we knew pretty much what we were going to talk about, which was a... Uh, The Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they did. Um, There's a lot of love out there from the 816. How about them Chiefs? Monday morning at 5 a.m. with four hours of sleep. Never felt so good. I'd like to know. I, I, I know I'll never be able to figure it out, but I'd like to know the total amount of coffee sales from like Quick Trip, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, all these places of like what it is at what point is like the peak. I would assume like from now until about 7.30, coffee is just absolutely off the charts. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been I've been pounding caffeine all night. I started with <laughs> Quick Trip coffee, or I started with a coffee at my house, Quick Trip coffee, had a couple rains. Uh, taking a, it's, Wait, what? it's basically like a bang. It's like, it's I, called rain. Yeah. It's called rain. I took a, 
took a page out of Jay Binkley's book on that one, but I wouldn't. it's kept me going, man. It's kept me going. It's not an everyday thing, but for days yeah. like this, keeps you going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like in this industry, uh, when you when you get these, um, <laughs> Adam Schefter just now tweets the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade is now scheduled for Wednesday. Thanks, Adam. Always the uh, first. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My ass. We knew that at about 17 seconds after the game was over. I remember that because I'll. I just tweeted at the at the mayor. I said, Mayor Lucas, now would be the time to uh, to announce when that parade is. And I, I'm not saying that I was the one because I know I wasn't, um, which I think you might be a fan of Out of Bounds on Saturday with myself and Nick Price. Um, but literally like 17 seconds later, I, I hit the refresh on Twitter and it said Kansas City. Let's I don't know what the exact verbiage is, but it said Kansas City. Let's have a parade Wednesday. Um but uh, what a what a night uh, last night was. Um, I hope you know where you were at. I hope you know what you were thinking. Um, yeah, he said, let's have a parade Wednesday, eight hours ago. Uh, 11,000, 11.6,000 likes, 1.9,000 retweets. Uh, the city will be absolutely on fire uh, Wednesday. That parade starts at 1130. Uh, you know the route. It's the same one they went down on 2015. Some people think it might be a little bit longer just because of uh, all the all the excitement, the, the people that might the be there. The sheer amount of people that are going to be out there. I mean, this thing is going to – no offense to the Royals parade because that was fantastic of right. how the city came together. But this is more than just the Kansas City metro area. This is right. the entire region around here. It's Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, yeah, Iowa, all of them. We had a listener earlier text us uh, on the text line, the Smitty's Garage Burger and Beer text line 11, 11 um, that uh, he lives in Denver now and he's going to drive back Tuesday, which I encourage you, those of you that are traveling, there is uh, projected one to three inches of snow. I know you're coming from Denver. You're like, that That means nothing you're to like, me. So a dusting? <laughs> yeah. Um, but Wednesday, it's going to be cold, but you won't feel much because you'll just be so hyped up. But uh, the comparison, I think, all year was that this felt like that 2015 Royals run, right? I think we used that a lot on Out of Bounds on Saturday where we're live and local here on 610 Sports Radio, and you can catch all of our shows uh, just by simply going to 610sports.com through either the either the radio.com app um, or your computer, tablet, cell phone. Just go to 610sports.com, go over to Out of Bounds, uh, click on my ugly mug with Nick behind me thinking that I'm just an absolute uh, nut job. Uh, that's what the photo looks like. But uh, you can catch us every Saturday, 12 to 3. We talked about this, that it felt like uh, that 2015 Royals run, like where things just started to happen, um, and you couldn't really explain it. You just felt like that that word of fate uh, just was always lingering around. and Some I've, unfinished business, for right. sure. Yeah, and and not in the way that that, that Ghost Casper uh, was regarding unfinished business, where you had a few things to do before you died completely. Uh, in fact, the complete opposite. And I feel like the Chiefs made their own run, where they were like, you know what, the Royals run was cool, we were here, but the hell with that. Um, and I think that all started with that Suggs trade, because a lot of people, you know, thought, Oh, well, Terrell Suggs would be nice to have since they lost, uh, you know, Ogba and Okafor and were really kind of, you know, losing that depth at uh, at pass rusher. And, you know, Jason Lockenfora, who who made himself quite known for the Royals. I got the 14 tweet 15, right here. Right? Yeah, he said, would not anticipate Terrell Suggs reporting to the Chiefs. Yeah, that's good. Um, December 16th. And 
And he went on the air with Carrington and Levine on the drive and defended it. And, you know, he's just doing his job. But right. you felt like the Chiefs had something special moving forward after the Suggs trade because of what the guys at Arrowhead Pride wrote an article about how he had a short conversation with Andy Reid and the conversation um, included leadership that he could bring, um, a mentality to this team that was already kind of like built together and strong, and then the fact that that 15 was the quarterback. Um, and you felt he wanted Baltimore, but he chose Kansas City because he was persuaded by one of the better coaches and the um, just the outlier that is at the quarterback position in Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs win a Super Bowl. Terrell Suggs can retire a two-time Super Bowl champion, and he will forever be connected to the Kansas City Chiefs kingdom. The Miami miracle, right? Like, you remember where you were when you were like, we just need Ryan Fitzpatrick to beat Tom Brady, and you think to yourself, yeah, that'll happen. I was at Arrowhead. Everybody was just like, like I was with my dad, and right. I don't think that he watched much of the Chiefs-Chargers game. He was just constantly refreshing his phone to see what was going on. Right. And, and then, he had the all-time call from Kevin Harlan. I'm calling both games. Yeah, he doesn't care if he's breaking FCC rules. He doesn't matter. He, and then the FCC tweets out and says, you know, don't worry about it. Like, I'm a Kansas fan, or I'm a, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. It's on me. We'll let this one slide. And then the team never lost again after the embarrassing loss of the 33 to 31 loss in Tennessee. And they strung off nine in a row and counting the Super Bowl. And then the way they did it too, like in the biggest time with the brightest lights, they were down 24 to zero against the Houston Texans. And where everyone said, I've seen this before. I know this story, a home loss to a team that we probably should have beat and 15 stares down the barrel of a 24 deficit and brings that team back and they beat the Houston Texans and you can still use the Royals comp there. That's fine. Then they play Tennessee and they're down 17, seven. But after that point, nobody gave a rip what the score was. As long as 15 was part of the chemistry, everything was going to be all right. And then tonight, well, I guess last night, <clears throat> excuse me, last night, they're down 20 to 10. You're staring at about seven minutes and some change in the fourth quarter. And you're thinking to yourself, I don't want to go there. I don't want to get to that point where I'm saying, well, at least we got to the Super Bowl or boy, this has been a great year. You got to that point where you're like, I don't, I don't think it's over yet. Like, I, I just don't want to say it's over yet, which was Crazy because the team was driven and knew its only goal this year was Super Bowl or bust, and they got there. And they didn't get there by dominating all the way throughout the playoffs. No. They were gut-checked many times against the Titans, against the Houston Texans, and it didn't really go that smooth for the Kansas City Chiefs like it did for the Kansas City Royals in 2015. And the comparisons went different. You know, in 2014, the Royals swept, swept, got to the World Series. Miracle against Oakland. Then you think about what they did in 2015, where they just kind of pushed everybody aside, never really fell apart, just went forward and made it. The Chiefs got to a point where the fans were still in that state of mind where it was, man, I can't believe we're going to lose this game against the Houston Texans. And then the things changed. And then the mindset completely flipped and Super Bowl or bust was real. 
And now at the parade, you're all going to get your chance to let it sink in as well. Because I'm sure there's a lot of you that are riding high on fumes that last night was a blur and you're like, I got to go back and rewatch it because I don't necessarily remember a lot of it because maybe alcohol got involved or maybe excitement got involved. Or, Just like the pressure of the moment. Right, you know? or raw emotion. And, you know, maybe rewatching it, you'll still be like, man, I can't believe this happened. I can tell you one damn thanks for certain at 528 in the morning on Monday morning following the Super Bowl that the Chiefs just won. When you go to that parade and you see close to 3 million people wearing red with guys holding the Lombardi trophy and Andy Reid in the backseat of a truck, you'll know it's real because you'll look around and you'll see an entire city in one area and an entire city that shut down because everybody wants a view of it. You might not have gone to Miami. Take your ass to downtown Kansas City on Wednesday and let's have fun at 1130 with the parade of champions of the Kansas City Chiefs. Because again, we compared all year long. This felt like the 2015 run that changed in the first round of the playoffs when they waxed Houston with a 24 deficit. And I know that they came, the Royals came back against the Astros, but it was just different with, with 15 at quarterback and moving forward with what this season meant to Andy Reid. I'll tell you one thing. When it comes to this type of generational type of fan, there's close to like 40 years of fans that went through a bunch of disappointment. That no longer, and I know exactly who you are. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. little nugget from everybody's favorite uh, dog on the defense from Pro Football Talk, Frank Clark, about Jimmy Garoppolo. Short article. Frank Clark's been talking the whole playoffs, so there's no expectation he'd be... uh, He would stop now. In fact, after the Chiefs beat the 49ers 31-20 in Super Bowl 54, he took some more personal shot at 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. You paying the guy $140 million, $130 million, whatever he's getting paid, man, Clark said, via Brian Witt of NBC Sports, BayArea.com. He's got to throw the ball. Obviously, he didn't do that. They threw for about 200 yards on checkdowns. That ain't enough to win a game against us. Garoppolo finished the game 20 of 31 for 219 yards with a touchdown and two interceptions. They go on to say the play calling balance wasn't in his favor as he threw 20 times in the second half and they ran just 10 after advancing to the title game with Garoppolo throwing just eight times against the Packers. But Garoppolo certainly had chances to make plays and his overthrown deep ball to Emmanuel Sanders was the biggest throughout the year. The 49ers game planned around their quarterback more than relied on him to be the reason they won. And when they didn't work and when that didn't work in the Super Bowl, it opened the door for Clark to talk. Um, I mean, that's a guy from the Bay Area bringing that up. But uh, that interview you can catch on NFL Update on Twitter or at My Sports Update. It was with uh, Peter Schrager as well. He's not lying. And uh, you think Jimmy Garoppolo got paid. Patrick Mahomes is about to get paid a lot of money. Um. Yeah, this game meant a lot for Andy Reid. This game meant a lot for, I think, this Chiefs team 
this Chiefs organization, like when it came to um, Clark Hunt, uh, Clark's mother, a lot of these guys that have been around this team for years uh, that never really got a chance to win a championship. But this thing meant more to the city of Kansas City. Because I know that you all have certain stories of where you were in the past. Uh, working for the radio station, I was there to help cover that game against Pittsburgh, which was dreadful. I was there to cover that game against the Tennessee Titans, where the ball hit Darrell Rivas in the face, and then Marcus Mariota catches it and scores. As a young kid, bundled up in about 17 layers of clothes, I was at that game against the Colts with Lynn Elliott and Jim Harbaugh. Nick Price's first Chiefs game ever was against the Colts where they didn't punt. The no punt game. Um, a lot of us were at, you know, various events or witnessed a lot of times. And I think it starts, you know, obviously you go to the 70s. They won, they won the Super Bowl in 1970. But the 1980s, weren't really a good time for the Kansas City Chiefs. In fact, I remember my dad telling me stories about how he used to be able to go and buy a ticket in the nosebleed section and then move down uh, and go see it in a better view because nobody cared because nobody was there. And then the 90s came around and, and Peterson and, and, and Marty Schottenheimer kind of changed the dynamic of this team and they became a threat in the AFC um, and they became a run-powered team with Marcus Allen coming over from the Oakland Raiders and the defense really sticking up, and you got Derek Thomas out of the University of Alabama and Neil Smith out of the University of Nebraska, and everything started to kind of build with this Chiefs team, and you kind of felt like, okay, this is serious, and, and people started to go to Arrowhead, and the Sea of Red started to become you know, a, a, a favorite in the sports world that you had to go to Arrowhead, you had to watch this Chiefs team, you had to see these fans. It was just a different vibe. And it still always ended in disappointment. You know, Montana laying on the field against the Buffalo Bills. You know, losing to, you know, all these teams and losing in heartbreak fashion, having good regular seasons, but terrible postseasons. The 2000s come around and Dick Vermeil takes over and, and the emotions are out there. So you feel connected even more so because you're seeing a grown-ass man in tears when, when the X Factor Dante Hall takes back a kick. Um, and Trent Green, a guy that was knocked out of St. Louis by a guy named by Kurt Warner because he, he got hit um, by Rodney Harrison and broke his leg for the Rams, and Kurt Warner takes over, and all of a sudden the Rams become this greatest show on turf and win a Super Bowl, and Trent Green comes to the Chiefs in his first year. Not good, but then all of a sudden those Dick Vermeil offensive plays start to click, and all of a sudden the Chiefs are rolling with Priest Holmes and and, and others, Tony Gonzalez as well. And you're like, okay, here we go. We got a great offense. This team can go 13 and three, 12 and four, 10 and six, 11 and five, whatever it may be. And again, they can't get it done and they lose in heartbreak fashion and it just doesn't seem to work. And then I think it all changed with four different decades of fans during that game against the Houston Texans. And I know for a fact it changed with my father, who was just like a lot of those other sports fans out there in Kansas City, guys, girls, grandmothers, grandfathers, aunts, uncles, everybody out there, where every game it was just like, all right, you know, you were, you know, kind of nose down, arms crossed, 
let's just figure out how they lose this one. Right, just waiting for them to screw it up. Yeah, and the Houston Texan game being down 24 to 0 and then watching that young man show how he has mastered his craft at being a leader at the most probably the most important position in the sports world at quarterback and young Patrick Mahomes and you see him do this and you've seen him do it before but not in that deficit, not 24, not in the playoffs. Normally you're the team whose heart gets ripped out. And now you all waited after years of having your hearts ripped out by John Elway's and Peyton Manning's and Jim Harbaugh's and, uh, and the and kickers and referees and whatever it may be, head coaches, whatever it may be. And now you have Patrick Mahomes who is out here and his main goal is to rip everybody else's heart out and show you who he really is. And by the way, I would say that the quarterbacks hit their prime between the ages of 28 and 33. Those five years for elite quarterbacks, I believe is when they hit it. Patrick Mahomes is 24. And as the mayor said, Quentin Lucas, the parades Wednesday at 1130, go be a part of it. Go enjoy it. You deserve it. It's been 50 years. It's been a long 50 years. And I know there's a lot of different generations out there that have been through different types of, of Chiefs uh, upset losses of depression of, my God, we got so close. How do we lose this game? And, you know, everybody of all those generations got connected last year with the offside call. And now you're the Super Bowl champion. Now the parade is in your hometown. It is on Wednesday. It might be a little cold, but everybody should be a little fired up if you know what I'm saying. And this is something that people from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s have all gone through. And now you're all unified as one, as champions of the NFL because of what you have at quarterback, what you have at head coach, and what you have surrounding all of that. And you throw a little bit of swagger into that, and you've got the perfect recipe to be successful for many, many, many more years. Now, obviously, you don't want to go through 50 years of heartbreak to get to a point like this, but I think that's what makes it all the more sweet. And you just, I mean, you brought up a great point there. Like now, instead of you getting your heart broken as a Chiefs fan, you're out there breaking the hearts of other people. And it really was that Houston Texans game where you realize like no lead or no deficit is too big for this team to overcome. And it doesn't matter how much time is left on the clock. Like you've got faith in your guys. You got faith in Patrick Mahomes. You know that Andy Reid is going to call the right game. You know that Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins, they're going to step up in big moments. As long as 15 is the quarterback, you're always going to have a chance. I mean, even in this game tonight, like after or last night, after that second interception, I started to feel a little bad about it. You know, I started to feel like, eh, maybe not. But at the same time, like, me and Bink were watching the game here in the studio together, and we were like, hold on, hold on, because we've seen this before. They can do this, and there's this newfound confidence because you know that you got the guy, and you finally, you've been waiting 50 years to have the guy, and now you got him, and his name is Patrick Mahomes, and he's going to be here for a long time. Yeah, he's getting paid. Somewhere around like probably like 120 guaranteed moving forward. Uh, moving forward, we've got one segment left, and then we hand it off to the guys that are live in Miami, Fesco and Kling. Um, and then they'll be followed by Cody and Gold, who are also live from Miami with a sleepless Cody tap. And then it's Carrington Harrison, myself, and Sean Levine uh, for the drive from 2 to 6. That's right. I'm with you, Kansas City. I'm not sleeping. Not now. Not today. Coming back, 
We'll wrap up what we saw in the Super Bowl because there was a dynamite halftime performance. The commercials don't really hit as much anymore, especially when your team's in it. And basically just how myself and Nick Price felt uh, and the rest of the city felt. We'll take your calls, 913-576-7610. Or you can check into the Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer text line 12 uh, here on 610 Sports Radio. Thanks for staying up. Let's continue the party. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Final segment on the Super Bowl championship recap show. Myself, Dusty Likens, Nick Price. We're with you for about another, what, like six minutes or so? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll be out uh, here in a little bit, but uh, I want to give this time to you, Daryl from KC. What's up, brother? Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, hey, thanks for, thanks for staying up with us and stuff this morning celebrating. I got to tell you, I'm one of the saddest people in Kansas City this morning. I'm, as, as we talk, I'm here at the airport getting ready to fly a plane. Um, gonna miss that parade on Wednesday. I've waited my whole life to see this. I told my kids I turned forty. I turned forty on Saturday. We won yesterday, but I waited fifty years for this. Growing up through the Bill Tennys, through the yep. Marty Schottenheimers, um, you know, through the through the Dick Vermeil, all the tears, you know, the blowout game against the Colts to come back at that and stuff. But we deserve this. I grabbed both of them and told them this was, you know, sports gives you the greatest lessons in life sometimes. We never gave up on our Chiefs, and they never gave up on us. You know. We did the same thing to Houston, the, the Astros in the World Series run in 15. But Kansas City fans just don't give up, and the Chiefs didn't let us down. Hey, Daryl. Oh, thank you for it. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. Don't worry about missing this parade. There'll be more in the future, I promise. Hey, that's what I, that's what I told my wife. My wife's like, I'm so sorry you're going to miss it. I said, that's this one. I yeah. said, there's more. You're looking at the new face, and you said it a couple times, but I, I really believe it. You're looking at the new face of the NFL. You're looking at the next dynasty. And like Travis Kelsey said, Andy's married to us. He can't go anywhere. That's right. Hey, safe flights, Daryl. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for partying with us. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Yep. Bye. You bet. Uh, we move on. We go to we go to Anthony in Kansas City, Missouri. What's up, Anthony? Hey, how y'all doing this morning? Uh, sleepless. Hey, you know, I sold beer at Arrowhead. I sold Coke when I was eight years old down at Municipal Stadium with these same Chiefs, man. And all I got to say is, how about those Chiefs? That's right, Anthony. Thanks for the phone call, man. Stay safe. Have fun. Thanks for partying with us, man. Um, 5.50 in the morning. I think that's the vibe we got all night. Uh, we went on at 2 a.m. We're getting out of here about 5.55, and every call is the same. The pilot or the guy flying out is the first one that said he wouldn't go to the parade, right, obviously, everybody for else, stipulations. It was like... Are you going to the parade? Hell yes. Yeah, hell yeah. I wouldn't miss it. Of course I'm going to the parade. Waited 50 years. You heard the, the phone call from uh, from the previous callers. Daryl, one of them saying, you know, I've waited 50 years. I went through the Vermeil years. I went through all this. Uh, boxes that we checked off earlier tonight about how everybody did that. Tonight was one of those nights, man. Like your team was in the Super Bowl, right? Like you had to get ready for that. And like you got the rock doing introductions and yeah. you're like, okay, that's Dwayne Johnson, as Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride tweeted out, like, The Rock's the most famous person in the world. Yeah. I'm almost there. I, I think he, he might be onto something there just because of the action movies, the wrestling follow-up, and everything like that. But, like, that happens. And then you're like, okay, like, that's the team that lives in my city coming out on the field, and, like, this is the Super Bowl. This is, like, really getting real. That's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman with all these lines. And then the halftime show that – that didn't allow me to stand up for 30 minutes. I mean, my God, did those mm -hmm. girls bring it. 
And 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 it was something just of a beauty to see your team in this. And then at the end of the day, um, the Kansas City Chiefs fans got to see their team win a Super Bowl. I mean, I think that I speak for the entire city of Kansas City by saying that this is definitely a night that I will never forget. I will remember this for the rest of my life. I'll remember watching this game with Jay Binkley. I will remember staying up all night talking to you guys here in Kansas City. And, I mean, I can't think of a a more deserving fan base out there. I mean, you may, you've waited 50 years and we went through it a couple times on this show, but all of the, all of the heartbreak and all the tears and all of the, all of the pain that you felt over the last 50 years, it all came to fruition tonight. And this is what it's all about. Your Kansas city chiefs are your 2020 or 2019, whatever we want to call it. Yeah, They're the super bowl champions. Yeah, I don't know. If That's anybody, what it is. Anybody going to help me out with that on the Smitty garage burgers and beer text line 13. Um, is it the 2019 champions or are they the 2020 champions? I, I Super Bowl 54 champs. We do this every every show, and Andy Reid kicks it off. Two-minute warning. That'll bring us to the two-minute warning. What the heck? Let's go. That's right, Andy. Let them know. Kansas City. I don't know how to tell you this anymore. Uh, straight to the point. Your team has won the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champions. The next bit of important information, the parade. It's announced. It's Wednesday at 1130 in the morning. Mayor Lucas has confirmed the pep rally will start at 130 outside Union Station. You know where to be. There are certain schools that have already started to shut down. The entire city's shutting down. You know where to be on Wednesday. I'm pretty sure I'll be there. I'm pretty sure Nick Price will be there. Also, moving forward, the face of the NFL has already changed. You know it's Patrick Mahomes. The team of the NFL moving forward quite possibly could be the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid knows the recipe. Patrick Mahomes is only 24. He's got a great supporting cast that is also very young. His tight end is the oldest guy around him. He's 30. Um... Not only that, tonight was a game in which Damian Williams set history. He's the first running back in the Super Bowl to have 100-plus rushing yards, a receiving touchdown, and a rushing touchdown. He could have been the MVP. You knew it was going to Pat. I'm not upset about that. Weird that rhymed. Sammy Watkins. I mean, all year long, where's he been? It really doesn't matter at this point because he showed up at the biggest time at the biggest time of the year, and that was in the playoffs. Three games. Over 200-plus receiving yards, a touchdown. Sammy Watkins stepped up. Damian Williams stepped up. Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl MVP. Last year, he won the MVP. Youngest to do it. First to do it. All those things gathered into one, and we haven't even talked about Andy Reid. He finally did it. It felt deserving, and now moving forward, you think that Andy Reid can do this over and over again. I want to thank everyone for listening to everything we did after this. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show with Jay Binkley and Nick Price. Jillian Carroll, Kramer, and Chris Unicero after that. Myself, Nick Price, it started at 2 a.m. You get Fesco and Kling. They're live in Miami. Ryan Wachowski running everything back. After that, you get Alex Gold and Cody Tapp. And then it'll be the drive with Carrington and Levine. I'm Dusty Likens. It's Nick Price, Kansas City. Man, stay groovy. Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.